Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Daniel, and we're in chapter 2. And we have here an explanation of time. It says, in the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. And this would be in 604 BC. So it says, his mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream that troubles me, and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic. You'll remember we discussed at the end of last time that from chapter 2 through chapter 7, that the words are written in Aramaic, and this would have been the language of the Gentiles. Chapter 1 was written in the language of the Hebrews, along with chapters 8 through 12, but this is intended for all people. So it says in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Once more they replied, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and then we will interpret it. The king answered, I am certain you are trying to gain time, because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is just one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream, and I will know that you can interpret it for me. The astrologers answered the king, There is not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. You will remember from the last chapter that Daniel and his friends were being trained by these very wise men that are now sentenced to death. Therefore, they are sentenced to death as well. They were in training for three years. You'll remember they became eunuchs and were being trained to be elevated among the wise men of Babylon. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, Why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went to the king and asked for time, so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven 
and said. And then this is, in fact, Daniel's prayer. And in my Bible, it's indented and set apart. Daniel's words are in quotes. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and deposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. So then picking up in verse 24, Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. So the king asked Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. So Daniel explains what the other men had already explained, which was what he was asking was impossible of man. But God had spoken through Daniel, and Daniel said, But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you lay on your bed are these. As you were lying there, O king, your mind turned to things to come, and the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me not because I have greater wisdom than other living men, but so that you, O king, may know the interpretation, and that you may understand what went through your mind. You looked, O king, and there before you stood a large statue, an enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. Now, this is interesting that the Lord gives Nebuchadnezzar a vision of a giant idol. Remember, he lives in a land of idols. We will later go further into that topic when they are asked to worship a large idol. So it says, a large statue, enormous and dazzling. The head of the statue was made of pure gold. Its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its leg of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. While you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken to pieces at the same time and became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. Of course, this would be the kingdom of God. This was the dream, and now we will interpret it to the king. You, O king, are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands he has placed mankind and the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Wherever they live, he has made you ruler over all of them. You are the head of gold. 
you'll remember from the book of the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 27 that Jeremiah said this exact same thing about Nebuchadnezzar. It says, I made the earth and its people and the animals that are in it. I give it to anyone I please. Now I will hand all your countries over to my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. I will make even the wild animals subject to him. All nations will serve him and his son and his grandson until the time for his land comes. So then moving on to verse 39, it says, After you, another kingdom will rise, inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things into pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay. As the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. And this is where we're at today. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of the mountain, but not by human hands. A rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold to pieces. So these kingdoms that he lists, like he said, Nebuchadnezzar was the head of this statue, the gold. And then the next kingdom that comes, he says that it is silver. It's the chest and the arms. And this will be the Medes and the Persians that will take over after the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel himself will see this. It will be followed by the bronze belly and thighs of the Greek empire led by Alexander the Great. And then finally, the fourth kingdom, the iron legs and feet, will be the Roman Empire. And then the toes, mixed with iron and clay, will be the extension of the Roman kingdom that exists on the earth today, which is the place that the earth is at at this moment. The people will be a mixture. They will not remain united anymore than iron mixes with clay. It says, the great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true and the interpretation is trustworthy. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. So this is the vision that the Lord gave Nebuchadnezzar and the explanation 
an interpretation that he gave to Daniel, and it is the future of the kingdoms of the earth at that moment in time. Around 604 BC, they were at the head of gold. And now today, we stand as the toes, the mixture of iron and clay. And that ends chapter 2. We will pick up next time in Daniel, chapter 3.